With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Inc. Realty. When it's time for your next move, choose Guaranteed. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. And listen, our city is not too large for another brewing company. So I want to introduce you to the folks from Scofflaw Brewing Company here in the west side of the city, Matt Shira and uh, JP, the silent partner. And uh, Matt... I attended a tasting the other night, and you have sure. one particular one that I'll be buying a lot of. But I'm always interested to see how a brewing company gets started. What decided, what made you leave your, your six-figure job and start making beer? Well, it's, uh, thanks for having me, first of all. Yes, so we, we got into brewing because we were we were in the retail side of the business. I got into the retail side of the business about five years ago uh, now, maybe six years ago at this point. And we were tired of seeing everybody else have all the fun making the beer themselves. So we decided that we wanted to bring some of the um, some of the things that we loved back to our home city of Atlanta. And so we started working on a project to, to develop a brewery in the west side of uh, Atlanta. So I hear these stories from all these breweries around Atlanta that they started on their stovetop, in their basement. Where did you start? Well, we started, uh, and the people are an important part, so I had to get the right partners. But we, we, uh, I talked a friend of mine into moving to Atlanta from the West Coast, and we built a um, brew house in the basement of my mother-in-law's uh, Wow, house. Yeah. your mother-in-law's house. She must love you. Yes, yeah, she was... Uh, Sometimes happy, sometimes not. Because the smell can be kind of nasty sometimes. Well, we didn't. Uh, we we had that problem one time and one time only. Okay, all right. So then, then you when you saw that you you could make something of this, when did you take it out of the mother-in-law's house and into a structure? Well, some of it's still there, and a lot of it was the planning process that took so long. Some of the equipment is still in her basement, which she talks about frequently. But the the, the build-out that we had in the basement, we knew we would be able to convert those because the, the beers into commercially viable products because uh, we had such a, I'm going to say, large system in the basement. We did that intentionally so that we would be able to m- make sure that our product quality would translate into what we have now. So we took what we learned, and it was simply um, refining the brand's which means the different styles of beer that we wanted to go to market with, and we probably brewed down there 30 or 40 times. And then when we, uh, we, we, used, we took advantage of that time also to plan the full-on production facility, and that's how, we've got, how we got to where we are today. We always knew we were going in that direction. Um, we spent longer than we thought in that basement, but we, we hashed out a lot of high-quality products, and now we're ready to, to bring them to market, and in fact we have. So it's Scofflaw 
uh, Brewing Company, and your mascot is a is a billy goat. So I kind of think it's 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 kind of intriguing. How did you come about with the billy goat? Uh, the billy goat. Uh, well, should I talk about what scofflaw means? What? Yeah. We, what is well, scofflaw? You know, mean? A lot of times, people. I'm surprised. I, I thought it would uh, it would be a more widely recognized term and strangely lots of people want to use it now after we've started using it but it's a term that refers to the individuals during prohibition times that drank the product that the bootleggers were putting out uh, in more modern day terms it means uh, people that break laws that are difficult to enforce uh, jaywalking similar minor infractions um, and the goat well Travis came up with the name, who's our brewmaster, Travis Herman, uh, and the goat was something that I had seen or was looking for a mascot that would resonate with people, but that also represented our more history than present, I would ex- I would say, but our backgrounds and the way that we had behaved many times <laughs> inappropriately over the last few decades, and I, uh, I happened to see a couple commercials with goats being themselves, and I think that we might be butting heads we, we might be similar to goats ourselves so they're very hard-headed and very uh, very difficult sometimes to get along with but hopefully that works out to our advantage because we're always putting pressure on each other to do things that are better by always not ag- agreement is not always the best uh, doesn't always make the best recipe for success i think it's comical because the goat was there before the name like the goat existed we were using the goat <laughs> really and then the name kind of like oh that goes with the goat and that goes with because the goat has always been part of the the personality that matt talked about and, and he just thinks you know, we, we all think goats are funny and they're they're hilarious and so the goat was there before the name <laughs> well that it, it works well together yeah. and um so i was able to taste several of your of your brands of your your brews that you have i have a favorite already okay okay so slim slim that's your slim. favorite well i i'm not a, a hoppy beer lover i don't like the bite of hops and so uh i know a lot of ipas are very hoppy and so slim is my favorite because i love the the piney freshness in that beer and and we can go through that so tell us about slim well slim uh, is a pale ale it's five percent it's very what would you call it it's a it's a very clean beer it doesn't overwhelm you i think it's a perfect for summer and in hot weather i do think it's a, a a main stay beer which what i mean by that is either someone that's converting into craft or someone that's already familiar with drinking lighter beers it is we call it a pale ale it's not an ipa there's a re, there's some hops in there just not relative to the other products that we have uh, not not a, not a similar amount relative to the other products that we have that are, that are overwhelmingly hoppy which just happens to be something that we like but the slim pale ale is an everyday beer for for we hope for everyone and then you have the basement beer. The basement beer, uh, the name wasn't very original, but we made it in the basement. It was a product that I forced upon the rest of our team. No, I think it's hysterical that you started in your mother-in-law's basement. I mean, that is, you've got to name a beer after her. I had to. I had to. Under, you know, Underground was one of the first names we came up with. I moved it to 
to basement because I was under pressure to, to get names <laughs> out to the federal, to the government and have them approved. So I fired those things out, and they uh, we stuck with them. So the basement IPA is more of a citrusy, uh, uh, sweeter, juicier beer, more of an Eastern style. Uh, india pale ale which just means that do you know why they call it india pale ale i have no clue so an india pale ale which people are not as familiar with uh, probably don't want to ask what an ipa is but back in the you know, in, in the times when they were shipping alcohol or beer from northern or western europe down to india they had to go all the way down across the i think it's the cape horn uh all the way down across the south southern tip of the continent the, the continents and so in order to make the beer last as long as it could they had to put additional hops which is high in acids that will keep the beer fresher or longer or will keep other contaminants from growing in it so that's where we get the name india pale ale the united states brewers in them in america have taken this to a whole new level but the original purpose was to have a product that lasted long enough so that it could make the voyage overseas so hops are a preservative yes they serve two purposes to bitter the beer to balance out the malt the that you get from the sugars the wort and to preserve a beer i had no clue okay so they're kind of a and hops are a, a grain hops are a plant that is related to cannabis but, ah. but it is it is <laughs> it's a flower it's a flower and it's um it's a lupulin it's very dank and 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 it's used the oils are what are are really the foundation of the product that gets used in the beer the malt is the grain and so i give you a two second story about how beer is made because lots of people don't know exactly how that happens so this basically i'll i'll make it uh, i'll give you my understanding of it so you you wet some grain um and the sugars come out of the grain now there's a little bit behind that because you have to kind of start that grain growing so that the enzymes get released so you'll take up the seed and you will you will germinate that seed and then you will stop it from germinating and that releases the enzymes or allows it to be able to release the enzymes you take that that grain and you bake it shorter or longer amount of time to get the color and the flavors that you want out of this grain well then basically what happens is you dump that grain into hot water and that grain that releases the sugars you take that sugar and boil it to get anything contaminants out of it. You add hops at that point, and then you add yeast to that. That's called wort at that point, and you add yeast to that. It's really just sugar water. It tastes a lot like really sweet tea. You add yeast to that, and the yeast, the, the alcohol is a byproduct of the yast consuming the sugars in the beer. So it's that simple, really. There are, there are a million variables. That doesn't variables. sound simple. Well, it's, uh, that's a that's a simple explanation then. But it's uh, you know our place we have mostly scientists working for us. We have four brewers right now. They're all microbiologists. Uh, some of them va- uh, were vaccine developers. Others worked in labs over at, uh, at Emory at Kaiser. Uh, we really believe beer is a science, so we take that approach with it. It it definitely sounds like a science, and um, we're going to take a break here. Good place to stop. We have uh, more to talk about. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be speaking more with Matt Shira from Scofflaw Brewing Company right here on the west side and J.P. Watts and a new brewing company right here in your local neighborhood. So we want you to support that when you're um, out and about in town. So look for Scofflaw. 
and welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. We're talking about Atlanta's latest brewing company to open, Scoff Law Brewing Company. Matt Shira is in the studio with me. And Matt, do you give tours of the brewing company? Um, do we, you have tasting? We do. We've been pretty busy. We've been in the market quite a bit at our uh, helping our accounts get established and giving some uh, creating some value for those guys but the next step is to open our tasting room i think what you'll see if you visit our facebook page is we'll be posting some irregular irregular tasting hours in the near term leading up to a more robust celebration on september 17th at the brewery and moving forward from that point we will have regular tasting hours there so that would include uh, you know coming in to the brewery 36 ounces of beer at the brewery in our tasting room a tour which would be pre-designated times to take to go around the facility and see the facility and if you wish to take uh, up to 60 uh, 72 ounces with you on the way out oh you wow take that with you like so grab a growler or something to go there yes really yeah as part of the tour that's right i thought that was fantastic the tour was so informative so cool jp did a great <laughs> job and i learned so much so and that's quite a bit of uh quite a bit of beer you get to take with you is there a price for the tour the pr- I, the we tasting? haven't dialed it in exactly we're looking at 14 to 15 dollars for the tour where you get the three beers uh and and you would up that by about nine bucks uh for the growler um so you know you could take that's enough beer for one person for one day. Absolutely, I think, so, yeah. I think it is. And what's your Facebook page? It's Facebook backslash Facebook.com backslash Scofflaw Brewing Co. Okay. S C O F F L A W Brewing Co. C O. Excellent. Okay. Now when we come back, we're gonna talk about more with the different types of beers that they're brewing and how you, if you're interested in becoming a homebrew beer master, how you can get started. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Inc. Realty. When it's time for your next move, choose Guaranteed. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. How about a brew for your afternoon from Scofflaw Brewing Company? And I have with me Matt Shira and J.P. Watts. Uh, Atlanta's newest brewing company has hit the city on the west side. And Matt, you have an event uh, tonight actually coming up where people can try a scoff law. That's right. We have a launch event tonight at Fado Irish Pub in Pete in Buckhead. Uh, I don't have the address in front of me, but that'll be from six to nine. I think it's five. on Far Road. Oh, there you go. Five, on Far Road. That's right. Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Not that I know where every bar is in this city, but you well, know. what we like to do is bring the whole. T- <laughs> We like to bring the whole team in there, and and so that you can meet everyone—the brewers, the, the sales guys, me—if uh, you're so inclined—and and you know that way you we treat each individual customer like like they're part of our family and let them have access to the people that are making the beers and the stories behind the beer, and that's what we'll be doing tonight. Are you going to bring some of your cool hats? I will probably be wearing a hat. We could bring some hats over there. Oh. 
Didn't mean you to put you on the spot, one. but yeah, I thanks. love those. Appreciate you can just, he, Matt actually enjoys when customers come up and just take the one right off his head. That's oh, it. I say anybody yeah. who's listening, okay. just walk yeah. up and take the one right off Matt's yeah, head. See, he, I I'll wear like hat. four or five of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk more about the different uh, beers that you have. I didn't try this one um, because, you know, you can only drink so much at one time. Sure. Uh, sneaky. Sneaky Wheat is, that, is a, a beer that uh, I came up with. Actually, JP and I came up with. While we were working on the West Coast, it's sneaky because it's eight and a half percent. Good grief! Yeah, you won't, you wouldn't know it by drinking it. It's an American wheat. It's not uh, not a Belgian wheat that might give you different kinds of flavors and what you might be familiar with. This is more of an American wheat. I could compare it to other products. I'm not going to. If you if you want to try it, you'll find that it's a superior wheat product. Okay. Uh and then the west side the west but then side, i was mm-hmm. so disappointed to find out that you didn't name it after the west side well we did name we it in did. the west side but i'm not sure what the, st- the story is that it was a west coast ipa and we made that beer was never made in the basement that beer in fact was created on the west side of atlanta over on macarthur boulevard behind crestlawn cemetery so the beer came from there and, uh, we kept calling it a West Coast beer because it's one of Travis's creations, and he's clearly a West Coast San Francisco. Okay, so area it brewer. is a West named West Side. West I side. thought okay, no, for I thought. the West Side, and there, and uh, you know, our, every, everybody knows what the West Side is. The beer has was came to life on the West Side of Atlanta, not in your mother-in-law's basement. Nope, nope, she'd already thrown us out by then. <laughs> All right, so this has come about after you had moved into your new location um so why did you choose the the west side as your as your location for your brewing company well real estate was very difficult for us we were looking to purchase property uh and we looked into cab avenue and a couple other places around inman park Uh, we went to a lot of different we looked at 20 or 30 buildings we finally found one. A lot. I'll tell you what. A lot of it has to do with ceiling height because these tanks are pretty high. They're we, gargantuan. We have twenty-one foot. I think actually more. Twenty-two or twenty-three foot ceilings. But when we found the space, we knew that that was the space. At least I did. And uh, it's also a couple miles from home. So my neighborhood is that neighborhood. Our friends are in that neighborhood, and we like to have this uh, a friends and family type of brewery although it's not doesn't look it's not small and quaint once you get inside of it's a 20,000 square foot facility but it was built entirely around the concept of having people be able to to enjoy a product inside of that brewery and to be in the actual brewing environment as opposed to being walled off from the actual operation so if you're in there having a drink you might also see someone brewing that same beer at the same time what always strikes me is how clean the inside is of a brewing company i mean everything is just sparkling spanking clean that's what i do most of the time is sweep <laughs> you're your head sweeper i'm really a janitor yeah well everybody has to have a job man. yes well it's my highest and best use well tell me for the listeners if they're interested you know maybe they're tired of doing what they're doing or maybe they just want to be the weekend brewmaster for the upcoming uh football games what do you need to do to get into brewing beer because when i hear you talk it seems very complicated and when you're when you're brewing these beers that have citrus notes and things does that just automatically come out are you setting out to have this beer turn out this way we spec a beer we determine what product we want and then we figure out how to get it there so we don't 
you don't just it's not a random process you say this is the this, these are the flavors that we want to come out of this beer this is how dry we would like this beer this is how sweet we would like this beer this is the hop nose that we would like on this beer the 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 any of those things go into the the discussion prior to us undertaking brewing or test batching or any of those other processes there's lots of little little variables that go in there that would put you to sleep but you know, I don't. I don't know that I would recommend quitting your day job and 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 going and building a brewery. But there is pretty simple to to put together a small brewing operation at your house. So if you wanted to do it, there are kits to do it. There there are infinite resources on how to get it done. But and, is that gonna with those small kits? Is that gonna brew? the quality of beer that they're going to be happy drinking people tend to fall in love with the beers that they make so they'll probably be very happy drinking the beer that they made and it's always great to see something that you created um you know see something through to fruition when you it's like building a uh, building a fort when you got done building the fort there was that sense of satisfaction so i'm sure that i'm sure that people will be happy to drink it and and their friends may not be happy to drink it <laughs> but they will probably be thrilled themselves and what type of financial commitment can the average joe expect to spend on starting out just the basics the basics like i mean for example you could brew um you could probably brew for a couple hundred bucks if you wanted to i mean stovetop brewing you know mashing in the stovetop and then putting that that sugar water into a carboy which is just a glass bottle and then and then putting yeast into that bottle and putting it in the refrigerator that's that's how easy it is you know you're not going to you'll learn over time what grains to use it's very it's a very simple process i would start with a with a basic grain and a basic yeast and you could make a, a drinkable product in your house without any problem whatsoever and our friend uh, Craig Torres at Hop City sells those home brew. He kits. does sell that. He's got plenty of stuff to get it done there. If you walk in there to Craig's place, he will be happy to, or one of his people will be happy to give you everything you need to make this happen. And in fact, when we've been low on supplies before, we've gone in and say, Craig, I need some. I really need some hops, or I need a couple bags of grain. Uh, we can't get it shipped here fast enough, and he's been happy. He's been happy to help us. We were actually over there one day, myself and the brewmaster, uh, just getting something. I don't remember what we were getting, and and one of the employees there were like, "Oh, ask him the question." So somebody was in there just starting the homebrew and got to sit there and talk to Travis, our brewmaster, for like fifteen minutes. Oh and, wow! And pick his brain about what they wanted to do. So that was a pretty cool experience. And people can come and ask us these questions. I would recommend doing it during tour hours. You know, when we when we're not. Uh, People tend to come in there and want to talk for a couple hours at a time during the day. But if you come when we're accessible, and, and and if you find me or JP, sure, you can talk to one of those guys about it. Believe me, Travis will love to talk to you about it. So you get one of the most experienced brewers in the country to, to talk to you about how to do that at your home, and that's a big deal. Okay, now right now, I think on the tour, I heard, JP, that you're not bottling right now. We're not bottling. Uh, our plans are to can, and that'll be later on in late fall to early winter. But right now, you're you're putting it in kegs for restaurants. We're currently in restaurants, twenty five or thirty accounts, and I think we just opened up our our production to 
to be able to hit some additional accounts. So it's probably around town in 40 or 50 places right now. Okay. So but the canning will come, and then you'll find it in, in, in all off-premise uh, sales locations, meaning your packaged, local package stores, bottle shops, grocery stores. Okay. And when do you expect that? I'm expecting it to be, at the, uh, this is August, so late September, okay. maybe October. I've just been scared to open the, the canning line <laughs> because we've had so much going on that I'm not sure I can t- take it right now. But uh, slow but and steady that's wins right. the race, that's Matt. Right. Your local restaurant or brew pub does not have Scofflaw. Just ask the bartender um, that tell them you want Scofflaw Brewing and have them contact you guys. Sure. And uh, get a keg sent over. Okay, tell us again, uh, as we talked about how, if people are interested in finding out more about tours and um, tastings, how do they contact you, you guys? You can always stop by if you're in the neighborhood. We love to have people stop by. Um, and then you can always see on our Facebook page, Scofflaw Brewing Company, that will have a full listing of events. There's also... Um, you know, individual post on there regarding tasting room times, which will be irregular at first, and then starting September seventeenth, we'll open with a the tasting room with a more of a grand opening type of event, and go, moving forward from that point, we'll have re- pretty regular tasting hours in there. So, there's several ways to reach out to us, but right now Facebook is about all I have time to hold on to to, to get information out there to people. Um, people are very responsive to that. I think we had. 400 people show up at our first event and that was mostly driven by facebook and and some of our marketing team so looking forward matt where do you see scofflaw brewing in 10 years 10 years a long time (laughs) i I hope to be around in 10 years let's see I, i i i mean my focus is about three years around what i would like to do is to be able to get the beer that we think is the right product into the hands of people in the state of georgia so our focus is purely on the state of Georgia, and we started with Atlanta, and we'll take care of that market, and then we move to Savannah starting in early September, and then we go to Athens uh, after the, after that point. So, and then we would move into package. So we don't, you don't. Uh, there's really not many more. Uh, there's not much more we're focused on besides taking care of the people of Georgia right now with our product and and listening to the market and finding out what they do and don't like and making our products better. Excellent. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome to the neighborhood. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to uh, do more events with you. Um, don't run out of the slim. Okay. Because that's my favorite. Well, you're lucky we've got the most of that right now. Okay. Good. All right, uh, Matt Shira, J.P. Watts from Scofflaw Brewing Company. Um, best wishes, and um, I need a T-shirt with the Billy Goat on Good. it. Okay, save me one. Done. All right, coming up next is Breaking Chews with David Danzig. Stay tuned. More Atlanta Living coming your way next. I'm more of Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. And welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It's time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our weekly check-in on all the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, festivals. I'm here with my favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig, of the website BitesAndSites.net, also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine, and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. But, David, what's on the platter this week? So, nothing but fun stuff coming up. Um, A few tickets remain to 
tomorrow night at Milton's Cuisine and Cocktails. That's way up 400. Um, that is from 7 to 9 tomorrow night. Low Country Seafood Boil with oysters and fried chicken, live music. I've got a link up at BelindaSkelton.com to get one of those tickets. Then next week, there's a great ex- uh, experience coming. If you're into South African wines and food, mm-hmm. um, great restaurateur here, Justin Anthony. His three restaurants are each going to be doing a wine pairing dinner. Uh, Monday is going to be at 10 Degrees South. And then Tuesday, the new Yabo Beach House, which is right there in Buckhead on West Paces Ferry, is going to be doing one. And then Wednesday, Cape Dutch, which is over on Cheshire Bridge, mm-hmm. they're going to be doing one. So Great South African wines, great South African cuisine. Again, I've got links up at BelindaSkelton.com. Now, if you've got a 70s kind of a groovy fix that you want to scratch that itch, Park Tavern next Saturday is going to be having the annual Yacht Rock Revival. I am going. I'm going to. I am going to be there in the meadow. Uh, It's 21 and up. Uh, general admission tickets start at 35 bucks. There is VIP seating, and I have a link at BelindaSkelton.com for that as well. And then finally, next Sunday, Eddie's Attic is bringing back a classic gospel brunch with Kevin Gillespie's revival doing the food. Oh. That's next Sunday. And Otis Redding III, he's the son of the late, great Otis Redding, mm-hmm. guy saying Doc of the Bay and Hard to Handle, Dreams to Remember. Oh. He will be performing. So this is a phenomenal chance to go see some great music downtown Decatur. All these links are at BelindaSkelton.com. So this is a great week uh, coming great up. Great couple weeks, absolutely. So if you want more information, go to BelindaSkelton.com. So, David, we look for you uh, next week and everything you find and dig up. You're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it.